Thank you for joining us on today's podcast, Unencumbered, Aligning with the Heartbeat of Jesus. Sit back, relax, and be encouraged as we explore how we can get through anything that we come up against. Hey, it's Heidi. Thanks so much for joining me today. In today's podcast, I wanted to discuss with you that there is literally nothing nothing that you can't get through. And I want to specifically talk to you about the two words, be encouraged. And these aren't just words that I say flippantly. I mean them. I mean them with every fiber of my being. There is nothing that you're going through or are up against that you can't get through. And not just get through and hang in there by the skin of your teeth, waiting for the next shoe to fall. Now, you can grow in and thrive from the things that you're up against. It may not be easy, but you will never, ever be alone in the process. Jesus will be right there with you. Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and favor. You simply need to engage and align with them. Once you gave your life to Christ, you never have to hope for hope. We have it in him always. Remember what Jeremiah 17 says, Most blessed is the man who lives in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is the Lord. He should be that confidence to us. He wants to be that confidence to us, and he deserves to be that confidence to us. In confidence, I have found, is courage. Imagine if you had to walk through, say, a dark alley at night. You would probably not do so alone. But if you had a fully trained security team around you, you know, those big burly guys who are trained to protect you, well-versed in martial arts, they go before you to make sure all's clear and walk behind you and to the side of you to ensure your safety. That's what we have when we have Jesus, The Bible tells us he goes before us, that our footsteps are planned by him, that will never leave us or forsake us, and that he goes behind us. He's with us. He is completely surrounding us. We have that confidence in God. We can thoroughly have that confidence in God. So we can be completely encouraged by what he has to offer us. We can be completely encouraged that everything we're going through is temporary, that there is an end to everything. So you might ask, you know, hey, Heidi, I don't really know you. What do you know about courage? What do you know about faith? What do you know about confidence? And for those of you who don't know my story, I was suddenly very unexpectedly widowed just shy of what would have been our 25th wedding anniversary. I was 46. My husband, Bill, was 49. He had ankle surgery and passed three weeks after ankle surgery from a pulmonary embolism. Literally minutes from when he said, I don't feel quite right, to when he was taking his last breath in my arms. Something that we never planned for or anticipated, but this was suddenly and shockingly and nauseatingly my reality, very, very suddenly. And although, like I write in my book, Faith Walker, Finding Your Path, 
finding your path and strengthening your faith in the face of uncertainty. I write, although I had been a devout Christian for more than 30 years, it wasn't until I was suddenly and unexpectedly widowed that I became a true faith walker. In that one life-changing moment of absolute crisis and chaos, I ran to God and He to me. I threw myself into His arms and He caught me and has never let me go. Amid the indescribable pain and all of the uncertainty caused by the sudden and permanent departure of my beloved husband, I unexpectedly found what I had longed for my whole life, the faith to trust Christ unconditionally absolutely unencumbered, without fear and without hesitation. Since that time, Jesus has continued to reveal himself to me in ways I never thought possible. My life now is a true fulfillment of Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Through this incredible revelation, my heart's cry is to encourage, edify, and build up other Christians by sharing my journey of discovering God's infinite faithfulness and unconditional love so they can discover it too. And for those who have yet to place their life and their trust fully in Jesus, that they do so. And in that one decision, your journey as a faith walker will begin. Always moving deeper and closer to God, sometimes at a crawl, sometimes at the pace of a rushing river, but always with the unwavering assurance that Jesus is there with you every step of the way. He will never leave you. He will never, ever forsake you. He promises. So after Bill went home to heaven, I don't like to say that I lost him because I know right where he is. I just can't get to him. And I don't like to say that he died because I feel like he's more alive than we are. But right after he went to home to heaven, I didn't know what to do. I I had no idea. I knew one thing, and that was all that I knew, and that was that God was good. I had people in my life, very close people, family members, who would say to me, and friends, close friends, you know, aren't you mad at God? I can't believe he did this. And let me tell you, number one, I don't think that that God killed my husband, my late husband, Bill. And I also don't think when he got to heaven, Jesus turned around and saw him and said, dude, what are you doing here? Like, I don't, I don't think that is the conversation that took place. That said, I knew one thing, that God was good. He never stopped being good just because I had lost Bill. I had lost him because Bill had gone to heaven and he was no longer with me, that we couldn't continue our plans that we had made, that we couldn't continue our ministry work together that we couldn't continue everything we had worked for or toward or were working for or working toward. I knew that God was good. He still sat on the throne. He still loved me. He still had good things for me, even though everybody around me was saying, Heidi, I don't know how you're going to make it through this life without Bill. 
I don't know how you're going to make it through the day. What are you going to do in your future? And you know what? I didn't know. I didn't know any of those answers. Bill had been finishing up his PhD and he had worked for the federal government and um, was well received in his position. He was going to leverage his education and his position to become a professor at a university. That was his end uh, goal. That was his quote unquote retirement goal because he was one who would never uh, stop working. And um, that was the plan. I was in real estate and um, enjoyed it quite a bit and was in it partially because I knew that I could take that experience anywhere that I went. As long as you learn the area, the industry is the same regardless to an extent. I know that some will argue with me about that (laughs) and that's fine. We'll have that discussion one day. But I had no other plans other than to be where Bill was. He was my everything. We're married just a couple of weeks shy of our 25th anniversary. I was only 46. He was 49. We got married when we were very young. We raised our kids when we were very young. We kind of all grew up together. Both of the kids were out of the house pursuing their career goals um, in school and, and work experience and everything that I was preparing for was based around Bill's plans. So now that he was gone, I did not know what, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I didn't know what my future looked like. Um, It became very clear to me that day that he went home, March 12th, 2015, had you asked me that morning, was I a sold out Christian? I would have said, absolutely. I, you know, I, I trust God to an extent. He was the king and Lord of my life to an extent for those areas that uh, I gave him permission to be. I uh, did everything for him as long as it fit in my plan. And you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> and I realized by the end of that day after Bill had gone home that I had been such a gray, lackluster Christ follower. Even though we had led children's ministry, we had a youth ministry that was very successful in San Diego. We did booking and management for bands, Christian bands. Uh, We started churches. We were church planters. Um, We were always in leadership at whatever church we attended, always volunteered, all, you know, had uh, small groups and Bible studies at our home, led Bible studies, led marriage groups, participated in marriage groups. People would come to us because we had such a strong marriage. And um, at the end of that day, it was really unclear in my mind, had I been the one to go home instead of Bill, would I have made it home? Because I really limited God within my life. And it boiled down to that I straight up did not trust him. I didn't trust him the way that I should have, the way that he deserved to be trusted. Um, 
I realized I was a control freak <laughs> and um, not in a good way. Um, and I needed to lay down my life before him. I realized that I put Bill in front of God. I know we are supposed to absolutely be able to trust our spouse. I thoroughly believe in that. I am um, beautifully remarried now. That's a whole nother story. I don't talk about it a lot because that is not my redemption. The redemption that I received was in the beautiful grace that Jesus showed to me during that season in my life as I walked through and into the most incredible level of faith that I never thought was possible. So, but that said, I do believe that we are supposed to be able to trust our spouse, but I went to Bill before I went to God for everything. Bill was the kind of person who, when he was there, everything was going to be okay. He was very responsible. I was not. Um, He was very um, uh, reliable. I was not. I was to an extent for my career, yes. For my children, yes. Um, But kind of a little bit wishy-washy used to be. Sorry. Sorry, old Heidi, but but you were. (laughs) And he was just one of those people that... If he was there, everything was going to be all right. He and it was clear that he held that posture wherever he was, and it wasn't just because he was a tall, tall big guy. He was six foot four, three hundred pounds. He was a big guy. Uh, worked for the bureau. Um, one of his friends described him perfectly as a gentle knight with a K K N I G H T, and I think that described him perfectly. He was. Uh, People would see us together. I was a full foot shorter than him. And they'd look at him and look at me and say to him, I wouldn't want to run into you in a dark alley. And I would think to myself, I'd kill you first before he would do anything to you. So he wouldn't hurt a fly. And, um, but still very strong in his, uh, in his presence. Didn't come across weak at all. Very confident and very sure of himself. And I had great confidence because of who he was, um, I didn't hold my confidence in God like the Bible tells us we should. And I held my confidence in being a wife, which I suddenly was not. I held my confidence in being Bill's wife, which I suddenly was not. And I held my confidence in Bill. And now he was gone. So again, yes, we can trust our spouse. Yes, we should be confident in them. Yes, we should be proud to walk through this life with somebody else. But the reality is, is that we're just walking each other home. They're not ours. They're God's. Bill was God's son before he was my husband. I'm God's daughter before I'm my husband's wife. And that's what we are. We are his before we're anything. And so I foolishly put my hope and my faith and my trust and my confidence in Bill and not in God. And so when Bill was gone, I ran back to Jesus where I should have been all the whole time. And 
don't get me wrong, I was not some fake Christian living some heathenistic life. Uh, We were at church every weekend, not that that makes you a Christian. We were involved, like I said, but all of my hope and trust was misplaced. It was. It was. People are fallible. People leave, they go home, they become incapacitated, and God never does. He is always with us. We can have our great confidence in Him. We're supposed to. He wants us to. We don't have to rely on ourselves. We don't have to rely on other people. We don't have to rely on our job to be our our provider. God is that for us. He's our provider. Jehovah Jireh. He can be and wants to be and should be everything to us. I'll never forget. There was one time I was driving down the street and I usually, I, I drive a lot for some reason. I just always seem to be in the car, either going to work or to a conference or when my kids were little, driving them. If anybody has children, you know how it is. You drive them to, to you know, they each play a couple of sports and they multiply it times per child and pretty soon you practically live in your car. And plus I was in real estate as an appraiser and a and an agent and you're in your car a lot driving around to driving your clients and driving to houses and Anyway, I was driving one time and just driving down the road, a two-lane road, one one lane each way. And um and the Holy Spirit said to me, or, or Jesus, somebody said to me, You, I heard it in my spirit, I should say, you trust the guy, the stranger, coming towards you, barreling towards you is the exact word that he used, barreling towards you at 55 miles an hour straight towards you to to stay in his lane separated by a single yellow line painted on the road more than you trust me and i couldn't disagree i did i trusted that line on the ground to keep me safe from a stranger in a 2000 pound or i don't know how much a car weighs vehicle in a big giant vehicle, barreling, God's words, not mine, toward me. I trusted that yellow line painted on the ground more than I trust trusted the God of the universe who cre- created the heaven and the earth and the stars and who literally breathed a breath into me to give me life. So I just wanted to encourage you that we have a very, very big, very competent, very reliable God. I go back to what I knew when I didn't know anything else, which is right after Bill went home. And I didn't know if I was going to stay where I was staying, if I was going to keep working at what I was doing, if I was going to move, if I was going to uh, sit in the corner and cry. I knew that wasn't an option. I knew that was never an option. That'll be another podcast for another day. But I knew one thing, that God was good. I knew that. I knew that from my past relationship with him. I knew he was trustworthy. I just chose not to trust him at the level that I should have been trusting him. So I just wanted to encourage you today 
to trust him, to have that faith in him, to go before him like we talked about last time. He wants to be involved in everything, in all of your life. So go before him. God, what have I not been entrusting you with? That's a part of my life. Is it my is it my children? Is it my spouse? Is it my career? Is it my future? Is it my past? What have I not trusted you with? Show me. Show me. Show me. And then show me how to trust you in that. I'm so sorry I haven't trusted you. I'm so sorry that I've put more faith in a yellow line painted on a road than I ever did in you. And then walk in that newfound confidence that is God. He deserves to be that confidence within our lives. He does. He's never proven otherwise. Sit back and think he's never proven otherwise. He deserves that confidence for us to be completely confident in him. So I have a wonderful brother who I just love so much. And he has the most adorable little boy. Well, now he's a grown man. He's like 31. But when he was little, blonde, blonde hair, blue, blue eyes, cute as can be. And my brother went to his to his son's uh, kindergarten graduation. And beforehand, they were in the classroom and they were singing a little song and doing a little performance. And my brother, what my brother, my little nephew was walking around the table with the rest of his classmates doing this little song and dance thing. And each time he would see my brother, his dad, he would say, that's my dad. He's the strongest. And everybody laughed. He went back through and he, he'd point, that's my dad. We'd say it with a little lisp. That's my dad. He's the strongest. And that's what we need to think about our dad, our Papa God, our Father in heaven. That's our dad. He's the strongest. So go confidently into your week and remember that. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's Heidi. Thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast, Unencumbered, Aligning with the Heartbeat of Jesus. I hope that today's podcast was encouraging to you and that you'll be encouraged as you move through your week. Please feel free to connect with us on our Facebook page. You can go to the link via our website, unencumberedpodcast.com. See you next time.